welcome to Peaks, where we take a closer look at the most exciting peak years in the lives of the people that dominated pop culture. We got a good Woo. one today. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, my name is John Koppel, and my guests today are Kate Wolf and C.G. Erickson. Hey, folks. <laughs> this is very exciting. Our subject is the great John Claude Van Damme and his run from 1988 to 93-ish. We did, I did a bad job of setting up the parameters of even what we're talking. It just turned into us watching as many Van Damme <laughs> movies as we possibly could. Old ones, not new ones. No, no, not new, new ones. New ones are just... We went to like 93, 94. Although yeah. I actually did watch 2018's Kickboxer Retaliation. Mm. And I'm not going to even give my thoughts on it now because I've got too many, but I'm mm. sure they're going to end up falling out of me as, as we talk. Mm. Van Damme. There's, there's so much stuff. Kate had never seen a Van Damme movie until a couple of weeks ago. How many did you watch? I watched six. <laughs> Basically in like three days. <laughs> so I kind of binged it. And I, I have to say, like, I thought I was going to hate it, but I'm a fan of his, or at least a fan of him back then. Like, I think he's got such an innocent face, at least in like um, Bloodsport and Kickboxer. And yet he's fiery and fierce. So I really enjoyed all the movies I watched Except, which I know we'll get to, Cyborg. Cyborg was complete and utter shit. <gasps> Cyborg yes. was rough. It was the worst. Yeah. The worst. I, I, I'll be honest. I got Cyborg and Universal Soldier mixed up. Mm. And I got baked and was so excited to watch Universal Soldier. And I put on Cyborg. And within like 10 minutes, I was like, where the fuck is Dom Lundgren? This is bullshit. And, and I didn't make it too much longer after that, to be honest. Because they kind of are robots in Universal Soldier. Yeah. Like, for yeah. Some, like they get reprogrammed and then they just do whatever they're told in their headpiece. Well, I mean, they're dead and they had, they no, were, they were dead, or they were frozen. I don't know if they were completely dead. I guess they were dead and they were frozen for a while and then they're reprogrammed. So if Universal Soldier was called yeah. Cyborg, nobody would have called bullshit on it. Like, yeah, sure, no. Cyborg. Exactly. But it's awesome. Like, she has to reteach Van Damme how to do everything. I think that was his best, like, acting. Oh, my goodness. I, I think it was his best acting movie that I, that I saw. Wow. Hot takes coming early. I enjoyed Universal Soldier. I will say that. I enjoyed the storyline. I thought it was a thinker. Um, I liked that they had a, he had to put himself in ice when mm. he was overheating. Gave me a lot to think about in terms of fevers and how the human body reacts. You know, it, it, yeah, it really touched me. Universal. Yeah. Um, you know, I was wondering, like, Dolph Lundgren, they make him fake an American accent. But they don't make Van Damme fake an American accent. In it. They just explain his by like his mother's French. But they make Dolph Lundgren fake an accent. I think Van Damme couldn't do an American accent. They're like, fuck it, make his mom, you know, French. That's what Van, I think happened. Van Damme. I think, I think when they said, can you do an American accent? He was like, this is my American accent. 
<laughs> well, that was one of the best lines in the movie. The reporter lady asked him why he has the accent. He goes, what the accent? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it explained it later because his mom has like a French accent, but his dad doesn't have an accent. And if right. he was born on a farm in America, just because his mom has an accent wouldn't give him a French fucking accent. Right. I liked him. He Blood was born Sport. in America. I liked him Bloodsport where he's got the the reminiscing scene and the high school, the young version of Frank's Duke, Frank Dukes shows up with a completely different shitty accent. Like it's it's an accent. It sucks. The kid, I'm sorry ripping on kids, but that kid's he's older than we are. He was such a bad actor. He was terrible. And his karate was terrible. But he had a different accent too. So at least they were like, let's have somebody talk a little bit fucked up. The beginning of Wellfort actually touched me. It touched you? I thought it was moving. I found because that was the first one I watched. And I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, oh, this is a beautiful story, you know? But yes, the, the kid actor, it was pretty bad, but I was still moved. I, I was moved, honestly, by all of the movies I watched of Jean-Claude, except Cyborg. Wow. See, I, I thought the scene was kind of awesome when young Frank Dukes, which you guys are talking about, broke in with his friends to the, to the samurai's house to try to steal the samurai sword. And then the guy just let his kid beat all their asses. And he beat like all three of them. I love that part. What's the point of training your kid to be a karate badass if you're not going to unleash him when people break into your house? Especially like totally harmless young punks break into your house. It's like, go, this is what we trained for. Fuck them up. Those, those are the kind of kids that I would fuck up if they broke into my house. So like, I, to me, it would be hard not to fuck them up and just let my kid do it. Oh. It's my samurai sword, man. <laughs> Let's be honest. You got no respect. You'd be one of the kids breaking into the house. <laughs> you would have been the person like, oh, they got a sword in there. The man, the old man's old. He won't do shit. And Let's just get they're it. They're like, how the fuck do you know that guy has a sword in there? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. Let's break the fuck in. What was the first Van Damme movie you saw, Siege? Because I know that you didn't just get started like two weeks ago. No, no, I saw Bloodsport first, and Bloodsport is awesome. I can't, I, I still laugh at it to this day at how bad it is, but it is so badass. The yeah. last 45 minutes of Bloodsport is the best 45 minutes of any movie ever. <laughs> you know, it's pretty, it's pretty unassailably badass. And that's, it came out right in the middle of the crazy run of like one word action movies just like blood sport kickboxer cyborg predator terminator commando cobra and it was like blood sport probably is the best name of any action movie ever oh it's so good yeah like i just love if if there was no blood sport i'm so i just have to say more if there was no movie called blood sport and you were like dude you like, I don't know if you're doing anything, but maybe I was going to come over. We could watch Bloodsport. Like, fuck you. I don't know what that is, but I'm definitely watching Bloodsport. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry. Steve. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I just, I love that it's a movie where Van Damme, he kicks you in the face three times without ever putting his leg down with the yeah. same foot. Yeah. You just get kicked in the face three times with him and never putting his foot down. 
and and then to add extra insult to it on the last kick he'll bring the foot back and keep his knee up in the air to just be like if anybody wants more i don't need to put this foot down <laughs> i didn't even put it down i still didn't put it down i kicked you in the face three times with the same leg still didn't put that shit down yeah i love that yeah th- there are some great themes with these movies one of them is the like triple up on kicks I love those. I love when he does the same kick and they just replay it four times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, that spinning jump kick was so awesome. Just keep playing that shit. Yeah. Check it out from like 30 degrees to the right. Check out how cool this jump kick was. You can't believe it. Um, The the ridiculous clothes. Van Damme. If, if I had a lesson as a young man from watching these movies, it was that if somebody is wearing pants that are jacked up really high, it's because he wants to be ready to kick you in the face. Mm. Like nobody exactly right. is going to do that. Uh, yeah, they cover his belly button. Yeah. We talk about the training scenes in both Bloodsport and Kickboxer oh, with shit, the ropes. Yes. Well, that's exactly mm. what I was about to say. The splits. Yeah, nuts. What's your favorite split? My favorite split yeah. of Van Damme's. I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite. Oh, I like when he did the split and then the the nuts. Punch. Incredible. Yeah, hold on. Like, well, I was yeah. wondering after he did that, like, why is there a referee? <laughs> like, no one got in trouble for shit. He just punched a dude in the balls. And then, you know, Chong Lee killed a dude. Killed a and, dude. like, he's, he's, still, he's still fought in the same match. Why is there a referee? I don't know. Because Ray Jackson didn't do anything the whole time. Ray Jackson could have been killed. Our friend, our friend, uh, you know, <laughs> Donald Gibb, ogre, like he could have been killed. Ref wasn't doing anything. But ogre I did. from nerds. <laughs> Damn I right. I love how they didn't even make him lift weights or exercise for the movie. They were just like, yeah, like you're fat. Just come. You're in. fine. Just keep you're drinking. You're pretty tall. You're pretty tall. You're just kind of fat. Like we're gonna, and you're bigger than all the Asians in the entire movie. So it's all good. It just looks like you're a really big person and you're only six feet tall. I love that. I, I liked that they punished uh, the other guy in Bloodsport, the other big badass Asian who kind of looked like Bizarro Chung Lee. It's like, you're Chung Lee, but you're not Chung Lee. It's confusing and we're sick of it. So we're just going to let Van Dam punch you in the nuts and ruin your life. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the big sumo wrestler guy? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I thought that guy was pretty cool because he straight up, like, that little monkey man, he straight up broke his back. Like, he straight grabbed him and he was like, I'm done fucking around you slapping me in the head. Like, I'm breaking your fucking back right now, monkey man. Yo, that dude had it coming. When I was a kid and I first saw this movie, I was like, that monkey dude is the best. <laughs> and rewatching the movie, I'm like, get your monkey bullshit out of here. <laughs> Did you like the monkey he like, fighter? He like scratches his head too, like he is a monkey. It's so weird. It's not like just a fight like one that's cool, but like you don't need to like be a monkey like completely. I don't know if the character was supposed to think he was a monkey. I don't know what. <laughs> it's confusing. Uh, another theme, something we're definitely going to come back to. Terrible 80s music. Like, really, really, it couldn't have been more quintessential 80s. And uh, 
And also people just getting horrifically fucked up. Like, <laughs> especially if you're Van Damme's brother, don't be Van Damme's brother. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No. Bad, bad. Everybody's out to get you if you're Van Damme's brother. No. Because <laughs> Van Damme needs to want revenge. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready in Kickboxer mm. when his brother got, can I say this? That's like, we're, it's not a spoiler because it happened in the 80s, right? Yeah, so it's, it's not like, a spoiler uh, by any means. <laughs> um, yeah, in Kickboxer, when the brother was like paralyzed so fast, I wasn't ready. And then Van Damme's cry scene, it got yeah. me. I thought no, it mean. was it was emotional, but I I'd have to say I was pretty ready. Uh, after you saw <laughs> Tung Po, uh, like kicking the column. And it nearly bringing the whole place down, <laughs> and and Van Dam uh, being like, "Yo, you can't fight this guy. This is really bad." <laughs> Which it's it's like shades of Adrian Balboa, you know, from the mm. from the Rocky movies, the, the, mm. the especially the third and fourth ones when she was the ultimate wet blanket, and it's like this mm. is suicide. You can't do it. And we're watching mm. like Adrian, fucking you suck. <laughs> Adrian, <But> fuck you. <laughs> right. You are not hot, and this is ridiculous. He's but a championship boxer, and you are not hot by any means. And you nag the shit out of him all day, every day. This could never happen. But I was also like, yo, but you seriously shouldn't fight this guy because <laughs> I'm talking about in kickboxer. I'm like, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for all too. I know, I don't even know if he's getting paid. It was like, hey, there's some badass people in Thailand. He flies to Thailand. We don't know if it's an official bout. We don't know anything. It's like mm. you clearly don't even know who you're about to fight. And for some mm. reason, you're so cocky about it. Um, <laughs> it was ill-advised. I don't. I never want to say that somebody that gets hurt that bad had it coming, but like, let's face it. Sometimes they do, man. <laughs> Sometimes. And we're we're going to get into Van Damme's background, but first, we've got a live read for the great Wasted Robot Podcast Network. So I've got a question, guys. Whatever happened mm -hmm. to predictability? There must be some <laughs> magic clue inside these... What are the walls? These gentle walls. <laughs> I just lost the page. I was reading the song. <laughs> Sometimes you get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Each week on Talking Sit, Silas P and a guest do a deep dive and raise up the sitcoms that raised us. Did Mr. Belvedere really sit on his balls? Why do people call him Uncle Joey when he wasn't related to the Tanners? And does anyone else remember head of the class? Find out each week on Talking Sit with Silas P. All right, you guys got to check that out. Mm -hmm. I will. Yeah, Van Damme's background real quick. Born in Belgium, October 18th of 1960. He was born Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg. Oh, and shit. He initially went by Frank Cujo, which is a pretty cool name. Um, his paternal grandmother was Jewish. He's a quarter Jewish. Happy Hanukkah, Aww. motherfuckers. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was really excited. But this is coming out well after Hanukkah, but it's Hanukkah right now. So it was great news yeah. for me. He started karate <laughs> at the age of 10, and he later, he later got into Taekwondo and Muay Thai. 
And he also started ballet at 16. Makes a lot of mm. sense. He's Very. graceful. Uh, yeah, I can't even fuck with him. I was about to make fun of him. I can't even do it. He said that that ballet training, once you get through a hard day of that, Muay Thai and Taekwondo, it's it's not shit. Which I believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still not going to do ballet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he he got into lifting weights and he won Mr. Belgium uh bodybuilding title. Oh. Yeah, man. It's interesting because the guy he he um he joined the Belgian karate team and he was he was kick ass. He was 44 and 4 in the semi-contact stuff. He was 18 and 1 in full contact. So he's like a real badass with all of his martial arts, but he also he spent half his time training as a bodybuilder and then a bunch of time in the martial arts too. So yeah, it worked out for him. He moved to the United States. He worked as a waiter and started training with Chuck Norris. And he bounced at Norris's bar, the Wood, Woody's Wharf. Wait, he was just a waiter and Chuck Norris let him hang out? Yeah, I think that they were doing karate and he probably, Chuck Norris was in LA and he's the karate. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll train with this guy. And then... With just like a waiter from the fucking restaurant? Chuck yeah. Norris was famous as shit by then. Yeah. So like, did he like go into Van Dan's restaurant? He was like, I like the look of you, son. Why don't you come to my dojo? And Van Dam was like, I would love to. I can't do his accent, but it's something so like Van that. Van Dam worked. I think Van Dam worked at Chuck Norris's spot. But see, just asking how they met right? each other. I think they met wait, wait. Um, he, training. He worked at Chuck Norris's restaurant? No, he worked at Chuck Norris's club, his bar. As a bouncer. After they were cool. After they were cool. Got yeah. it. So. It would be awesome if Chuck Norris just bounced at his own club. Oh, that would be so cool. I prefer just, to think that he did. He's like, I don't really trust the other bouncers as much as I trust myself to take care of this place. And he was the bouncer. But I mean, no, but- he had Van Damme as a bouncer. That's pretty badass. I would have loved to get bounced by Van Damme. And then later tell the story. Be like, yeah, I was really out of hand. I was, you know, I was smacking asses and he uh, grabbing titties and he uh, he tossed me out the front door. It was awesome. <laughs> he, kicked, he kicked me in the face three times without putting his leg down. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Be if we were like, yo, let's go to Woody's Wharf. It's, uh, it's Chuck Norris's place. And we got there and Chuck Norris is standing outside ready to fuck people up. <laughs> That'd be fucking incredible. Yeah, be amazing. Uh, So when he was working as a waiter, this is kind of a theme with him before he made it. He couldn't wait to tell everyone, show everyone what he could do. He was motivated. So a producer came in to the restaurant and Van Damme couldn't wait to show him what he could do. So he started doing roundhouse kicks and like splits in front of him. The guy's like, you're incredible. And later signed to a three movie deal. (laughs) And his, his first movie was an extra. (laughs) I can't believe the guy let that go. dude. Well, going from that, a movie he wasn't in, but like initially was cast in Predator. He was the Predator. Yeah. He was the Predator. He was the Predator in the movie Predator. 
they fired him for being too annoying. He was, he would tell everyone, <laughs> he would show everyone all of his kicks and like his ability to do splits and stuff. And then people were like, dude, knock it off, please. <laughs> so, Schwarzenegger so, was like, get this dude off my set. That is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, isn't a really huge dude who they put in the Predator role? Isn't he like seven feet tall or something? Uh, somebody showed somebody showed me a picture of the guy. He's like he was like a seven footer. The guy who played the predator in the first predator movie, anyway. So uh, who's the guy? Joel Hynek, uh told the story to um, to the Hollywood Reporter. I was in Joel Silver's trailer. He had called for John Claude to come see him, and he comes in the trailer, and Joel starts saying, "You got to stop kickboxing," because Van Damme <laughs> went to kickbox, and he was telling him, "Look, the Predator's not a kickboxer," and Van Damme was like, "I must do that. That's how I see the Predator." And Joel was like, "Well, you're fired. Get out of here." <laughs> and Van Damme says, "Kiss my balls." <laughs> and walks out, and that was the end of that. <sighs> He said, kiss my balls. That's so awesome. It's like a foreigner got the expression just a little bit wrong, but made it better. But made it even better than it is. Kiss my balls. That's yes. the best. Yeah. Good for him. He, he told Joel Silver. So, uh, so yeah, the big breakout was Predator. Um, I'm sorry. It was Bloodsport. Came out in 88. It made 50 million. The budget was like 1.5 million. I had a brother that was 10 years older than me. And he's like, you got to check this shit out. This is the craziest mm. movie. And I was pretty sure it was the coolest movie ever. Yeah. Uh, Jason put us on to some good shit. He did. Definitely. Uh, the first two minutes are awesome. It introduces the main fighters and like you get it. It's the first of like six or eight montages in the movie. And you just see all the fighters are like, all right. I see what he's up against. No, and they're the shit, dude. Yeah. All of them are the shit. And it's all different dudes. Like, you got the big Italian dude. I think he's Italian. Which I dude? think he's Italian, the one who holds his fists up like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, the one like, like, that Van Damme fought in the semis, and they just started ki- trading kicks to the midsection. Yeah, yeah. By the way, when you see Van Damme's abs and decide, like, maybe we should just you know, trade off kicking each other in the abs. Why would that ever be a good idea? Well, it's like, if you didn't do it, you're a real pussy. Cause you're a kickboxer. That dude was a kickboxer. And so Van Damme was basically like, I'll kick the shit out of your, out of your stomach and you can kick the shit out of mine and I'm going to win. And so he had to do it. Yeah. That's I how the way many I of them looked were, at it. were real shots. Cause I know so famously in Rocky four, there were some parts where Sly wanted the fights, wanted the punches to look really real. So he and Dolph Lundgren actually punched each other a few times and Sly ended up in the hospital. So like mm, Dolph Lundgren punched yeah. him in the chest and Sly almost died. It's like, you can't let Dolph Lundgren just punch you. Like, that's not going to, even with big gloves on, that's not a good idea. Yeah, Dolph was a fucking machine, dude. You can't let that happen. Yeah. Like I believe all the training in Rocky four where Dolph Lundgren is doing all that stuff and like punching the machine. Like he's just like, he's basically like a a robot machine. He was a karate champion too. He was a European karate champ, Dolph. Was he? Yeah, man. Dolph Lundgren, he's, that dude's incredible. I can't say enough about him, but I will. We'll get to it later. I liked when they introduced Ray Jackson, which is Ogre, Donald Gibb. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and someone said, her, do you get killed doing that? It's like, only if you fuck up. You're the best lines. Of the movie. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. When they introduce him, I thought it's when he sat on the bus and decided to uh, sexually harass that Asian woman sitting in front of him. <laughs> and he was drinking a beer. He was like, you want a date, honey? And she like didn't look at him. He was like, you're lost, bitch. He, he didn't say that exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but it was close to that. He inferred it. <laughs> yeah. But that's why he got fucked up. You, you know? think? In the Kumita. Because dudes like that end up getting fucked up. You can't harass a woman. But he's, and he's make so it friendly. I'm hard. He's so friendly. It's creepy, though. man. He's just ugly. He That's what he has to do so that he has to... He has to plant a lot of seeds so that maybe one of them, you know what I mean? Girls want gentlemen, you know? Jean-Claude's a gentleman in that movie. Uh, listen, I... Hold on. He fucks that reporter first night. Is that a gentleman? Hold on. You know what else he did? When those, like, the, when those guys, the Arabian guys or whatever, they find the reporter and they're like, she's coming with me. Like, they're fully ready to rape her and tell everyone that they're going to rape her. In that nice Hong Kong hotel. And then Van Damme says, listen, we can settle this with this quarter trick. And if I win the quarter trick, I get the girl. And like, they're fully going to rape this girl if he doesn't win the quarter trick. And then he does win. And I thought he's just trying to get her away. But like, he makes her, he makes her do the date though. He doesn't force her. Like, she clearly She definitely wanted to do the date. (laughs) But as a kid seeing that movie i was hyped to get out there and date because it gave such a skewed version of what happens like so this hot chick is gonna go on a date all she wants to talk about is karate and then you get to bone that's amazing first night first night yeah and, then she snitches. and she gets to yeah she snitches dude bangs him first night she gets to stay at his hotel so that the fbi guys can't find him Basically, mm-hmm. and then he bounces to the Kumite and she watches one Kumite match and decides to be a snitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't trust her. Well, the Kumite is just like once every five years, super <clears throat> underground, mixed martial arts, whatever kind of fighting you want to do tournament. And somehow Frank Dukes, he's on base, he's, he's in the army. And when he finds out, he just... The army doesn't want to let him go. And then he disappears in a way that doesn't make sense. He pretends he's getting to the shower and then just disappears. Terrible security on this army base. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are watching his ass. They're on his ass too. And the guy, he's in the shower and the guy is chilling right outside the shower. And then the guy's like, hold on, this is taking a while. And he looks in the shower. No one's there. Shower's just on. Right. And that he doesn't awesome. think to ask to look anywhere else, I guess. He gave like, that guy an okie doke. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. The Van Damme okie doke, son. Respect <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure. So then, and then, why do they not want him so bad to go to the Kumite? I can't, is he the, like a general or something? They can't have him getting hurt, or the resources they invested to send those army dudes all the way to Hong Kong to like kind of half-ass. And try to find Frank because they're they're totally dicking around over there. <laughs> they're not working. Well, they, don't, they don't know what the fuck to do. They don't speak the language You're in Hong Kong. It's just two white guys searching Hong Kong for one white dude. I don't well, think, they get, I think they get dude. a bad rap. It's one white dude in Forrest Whitaker. 
No, no, I mean, they're searching for Van Damme, one white dude. Oh, oh, yes. They send a black dude and a white dude in the middle of Hong Kong to find one other white dude. And they basically give them, I don't think they had guns, but they had those elephant tasers. Did you see the size of those things? They're awesome. They said 50,000 volts. (laughs) (laughs) That would kill a rhinoceros. I, I fucking love the heat that they brought with them. I like I like when they finally found Frank. They chase him. It's this delightful chase scene where it keeps going. They cut it like seven, eight times. In each scene, they're right on his tail, and then they cut it. And then, well, I'm sorry, they're right on his tail. Then Frank gains on them so fast, and then it cuts, and then they're in a different location. They're right on his tail again. It's like, how did this chase happen? What is this? No, and he's happy as shit during the chase. He's like a kid in the candy store, even though they're about to tase the life right out of him and drag his drag his lifeless body onto a plane. Yeah. And and I love uh, that. and and this is the music I Oh, we have the song. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I can't believe this is a real song. <laughs> Dude. I, I can't believe someone composed that song. And then somebody decided to put in that scene where he's, he's running for his life from the, from the FBI. Well, that's why I was... CG, is that the song that you said it was making you grow a vagina? Listening no, that to was it? a different one. That, that song was at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. oh, okay. It was it. so badass. And then there's, yeah, that song, I'm just sitting there and... They had a, they had some really good songs during the Kumite. There was even one song where they incorporated Kumite into the song, where they like had like Kumite, Kuma, and there was just like you can be strong or whatever. <laughs> oh, yes. So that song was made just for the movie. That's awesome. That that was. Yeah. No, they everything was made for the movie. I don't. Know Every that. song in the thing was made for the movie. This is why the budget of these movies was so little. They would, I don't know how much it costs to license music, but they were like, well, no, we're not licensing real music. We're just going to have our friends make some music. It'll be fun. That's exp- that's, I think that's usually expensive as shit. If you have original score for a movie, you drop some dough on that. But like, yeah, I guess the producer just had like the, his buddy next door do it. Well, yeah, if, I mean, if if it's Prince doing original music for Batman, it's expensive, but not Paul Herzog <laughs> doing movie music for Bloodsport. I like how how much of an asshole all the Americans are. You meet the reporter; she's in the bar in Hong Kong. Again, this is the most secret, sacred fighting ring, and she's just in the bar, like, "Hey, anybody know about Kumite?" Does is there this know? fight where they, everybody kills each other? The Kumite? Does yeah. anyone know where it is? And this is yeah. uh, the scene where Frank and Ray meet each other in that same bar. You like this kind of fighting, huh? Yeah. You want to see some real fighting? You can see me fight at the Kumite. I'm here too for the Kumite. Aren't you a little young for full contact? Aren't you a little old for. Video games? You want to go at it again, huh? Yeah. 
we're falling in love immediately. But also, like, guys, be cool. Like, just don't. Why are you talking about Kumite out in the open? Like, you don't even know each other. That's true. They are complete strangers. I never thought of that. Like, it's supposed to be pretty secret. And they, they are good at not telling anybody, but he tells him right away just because they're playing a karate video game. <laughs> <laughs> And isn't it hard to... They're all bunch of bad asses. What's that? I'm sorry. I said they're bad asses, so I don't feel like they care at that point about getting in trouble. Yeah. And that so moment. more is like respect for the tournament than getting in trouble. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're Americans. Frank clearly is an American. <laughs> so I don't know. The, the training scene, if... If I have one criticism of this movie, because it's pretty close to perfect, there's not enough training in it. I like the training to really be hardcore, but the rope pulley thing, as Kate was saying, that shit like gave me nightmares. I can't believe you said there wasn't enough training. There's the scene where Van Damme, he's now an adult before the Kumite. He walks into Shidoshi's house because Shidoshi is dying. And he looks down at the samurai sword. There's a scene after that for a full half hour of his training. (laughs) And the full half hour, every 30 seconds, they flash back to his face thinking in front of the samurai sword. I love that part. But that, I was like, when the fuck is he going to be done training? So I can't believe he just said that. It, It is amazing how much reminiscing he did in the one minute in between seeing his his master's wife and being walked into the room he's just in there and he's like hmm let me recollect and then he runs through his whole life no but what's funny too is like the face that he's making it's just like a clear it's like a three second clip and they just keep replaying that same three second clip of that face like the whole the whole montage i fucking love that if this, there's a lot of replays in this movie. It's about an hour and a half, but uh, I think at least 20 minutes of it is just replaying something that you already saw. <laughs> there's the fight scenes. It's everything. I like when, when Frank shows up in Hong Kong with the lowest cut tank top you've ever seen. <laughs> the pants are ridiculously high. I was like, this dude's definitely ready to fight. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I, yeah. I wish it was the tank tops where you saw the nipples that on the sides. Oh, those are, it wasn't completely that, but it was, it was real close to that. Yeah. You definitely saw a lot of sternum. Yeah. They yeah, showed you, you plenty. Chung Lee played by Bolo Young, the guy from enter the dragon, the bad guy in this mm-hmm. movie. He's just evil for the sake of being evil. And, uh, <laughs> and dude, just 80 steroid up. Just a physique that no person could ever have in real life. He's scary. He's not a good yeah. actor, but he he's so believable when he's going crazy. After he beats someone, he gets the wide eyes and starts shaking his hands. Like, oh, he's a real crazy person. Yeah, like I can laugh at it, but I do. I am convinced he's a real crazy person. Like it is good act. So... And and I definitely love that he, you know, he can kill a guy and then like everybody like just turns their backs. Like I thought he's like kicked out of the Kumite after that, but like the next scene's his next match. Everybody a- turned around. The ref didn't raise his hand up for a win. And like I guess that's all the ref's there for is to do that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
he doesn't do that. So I'm like, oh shit, he didn't win. Oh shit, there is rules. But the coup, there's no rules. He still won. He's still in the in the final match. It's he not lost- the fucking NCAA. <laughs> I think he lost his honor for a minute or something. There was a lot of hypocrisy because because Chung Lee, he beat that dude's ass. He killed him. The crowd was still cheering after he killed him. That crowd was full of shit because they were loving him. (laughs) They were loving him. And then the uh, the officiators who I don't know what their deal was, like the elderly people, the senior people, they turned their back and the crowd's like, oh, yeah, fuck this. It's like, no, you like, really were into it. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're sick, man. <laughs> you're totally sick, man. We we totally was not cool with that at all. Yeah, we didn't like that. Chung, actually. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love how they just I love how they just turn their backs. I wish they did that to like NFL players today. Like when Ray Rice drags his girlfriend by the hair out of an elevator, and then they just, you know, they just they all turn their backs. But then like Ray Rice still gets to play in the game. <laughs> But, but nobody will cheer after he does something. They're just quiet. Yeah, he just like lost his honor, but they still cheer. I mean, just like with Chong Lee in the final match, they still cheer when he's fucking up. Man, damn. Yeah, I think that's what happens if it's not caught on video. <laughs> They're just quiet for a minute. You know, it pissed me off when he cheated. He threw blinding powder. And I, I was really fucking well, okay, so Do you have to go to Hong Kong to get blinding powder? Where do you find it? So I think it was like a salt pellet. I looked this up. This is about as unreliable as everything else that I've said so far. <laughs> so it's like a salt pellet. He, he squishes it and then throws it. And that's what's really impressive. He threw it like four feet. Like no, none of that dust got in the air and got in his eye. Like it all perfectly got into Frank's eye. That's it. And there was like a massive cloud of powder that no one saw. Yeah. Everyone was just like, what's wrong with Frank? No one even knew anything was wrong with him. He's just getting fucked up, throwing punches to nowhere. Well, and then Frank remembered all of his training, which he was training with the blindfold. And it got so ridiculous. Like he's sitting there eating and people are going to throw punches out of nowhere while he's eating with a blindfold. (laughs) Yeah, no, the scene earlier. He's blindfolded and he's serving them dinner. He's like, he has to serve the tea without (laughs) spilling it to each member of the table. And then he sat down still with the blindfold on his face. And when his teacher goes to fuck his face up with a karate chop, I thought that was the funniest shit I ever saw in my life. He just (laughs) fucking served your wife and you tea like with a blindfold on. And the final part of it is you go to fuck his face up right at the end when he sits down. I love that part. I love that fucking part. What I did if, not see that coming at all, dude. I thought the test was like, yo, you're fucking serving hot tea without spilling that shit all over us. Thanks, man. Good job. My uh, my older daughter's eight. Is she old enough for us to do the blindfold test where we have her do everything blindfolded and take swings at her when she's blindfolded sitting down for dinner? I don't know if she is, but I'll be That's there. <laughs> but I'll be there. I'll fl- throw full roundhouse kicks at her. At her head. <laughs> Oh, uh, Chung Lee, he beats Ray Jackson's ass. Another person who, Kate thinks he had it coming for being sexually aggressive on the bus. No, he was a cock too. He In the match, he was beating the shit out of Chung Lee before he, was, he turned around and started being a dick. Yeah, and like he, screaming to the crowd. 
By the way, if I was fighting just an average person, he got in a couple of punches and then decided that the fight was over. Like the fight, there was nobody in that room other than him that's like, well, you've neutralized Chung Lee now. I guess that fight's over. He turned around, he's cheering. He's like, dude, fucking turn. You got the most dangerous man like in the world. On the planet. Right there. Dude, but no, he got him with some kick-ass blows though. He got yeah. some serious punches, and then he got that one kind of punch where you grip both your hands together and you kind of whack them, you know, right. like the double axe handle. Sure. Um, and that shit fucked Chong Lee up. Chong Lee went to his knee. And, like, Chong Lee was dizzy for, like, five minutes while he, he like, yelled at the audience. So he took he took Ray Jackson's Harley-Davidson bandana, which you know Ray doesn't wash. Like, you know, that nasty ass bandana is probably for a long time. It's wiped up so much beer and blood and whatever other sick shit from his demented lifestyle. Just fat people sweat. <laughs> yeah. So Chong Lee, he takes it. Didn't he tie it around his leg, like the upper part of his leg, like a garter? So yeah. then when Frank comes back and blind beats his ass, he's like, I'm going to take my friend's bandana back because this is special now yeah. like this so this is the scene when frank visits ray oh, yes. <laughs> yes you guys are out of your minds i'll drink to that <laughs> by the way try to keep your clothes on in time any place anywhere if you ever need me, I'll be there. I love you, my friend. Is it cancer right there? You went in for the hug. So, all right. Now, this this definitely touched me. Anytime, any place you need me, I'll be there. I love you, my friend. It's because he gave him that sweaty-ass bandana back. I feel like he has 10 of those bandanas. It's clearly his only one. And if Frank really loved him, he'd just get him a new one. Cause he, I'm sure that one's spent, but did you, he was like, <laughs> I think Chong Lee just, Chong <laughs> <laughs> Lee's a sick fuck, dude. You can't trust that bandana now. What oh my God. He didn't on that bandana. He like 100% did. Dude, there's an 8% chance he didn't jizz on it, and you just handed it back all crunchy to fucking ogre in his hospital bed. That's horrible. YouTube calls this, the title of this video is Bloodsport Badly Acted Gay Scene. (laughs) And the best part of it, the best part of it is if you go down into the comments, it's got all these people who are like, what's gay about two men expressing that they're in love each other? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's fantastic. So uh yeah. So some oddities from uh from the movie. I don't know why Van Damme's even that guy's friend. That guy's not likable in the least. You don't think Ogre is likable? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's an <laughs> asshole. He's like a serious asshole. I think you're saying this because um, Kate put you up to it. I'd like, I, I'd no, be embarrassed to be hang out with Ogre. Ogre. I don't 
No, I'm going to lean on the side of no, but I could Ogre be wrong. would get drunk and try to cop a fuel on you, Kate. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like that. You know what? Ogre, this is why I think I'd be friends with him. My <laughs> aforementioned brother, my, my late brother, 10 years older than me, Ogre's the type of dude that my brother would bring over like, hey, it's my friend Ray. He's all right. Don't worry. He's harmless. <laughs> No, I'd be trying to impress Ray the whole time while he was being awful. I'd be like, no. Nah. Uh, yeah. And Ray would that just sounds... be chugging beers. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that sounds just like Jason. Rest his soul. He's the fucking man. Yeah. I love that. I love that story. Wow. One of Jay's friends. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> so uh, coming up on that, well, first of all, uh, some interesting things I found. 97, there was a, a New Yorker profile on Donald Trump. And during the interview, they were riding on Trump's private jet. He brought a, he brought a movie. Uh, I think it was Michael, the one with... Um, John Travolta as an angel? That's the one. He got mm. bored with it. He mm. put on Bloodsport which he apparently watched all the time. He has, he had Eric, who was a kid then, fast forward to all the fight scenes. He didn't want any exposition, just the fights. And uh, and the part where Van Damme fell into the split and punched the sumo dude in the nuts, he was like doubled over laughing. It was just one of his favorites. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me like Trump more. Is that fucked up? That's funny. It's That's pretty funny. Likeable. Uh, so it's based on the story of Frank Dukes, who worked as a fight choreographer for uh, Bloodsport, Lionheart, and Only the Strong. And uh, and the co-writer, Sheldon Lidditch, uh, came up with the idea for the film. This is how he explained it. I had known Frank Dukes for a couple of months before I came up with the idea for Bloodsport. Frank told me a lot of tall tales most of which turned out to be bullshit. But his stories about participating in this so-called Kumite event sounded like a great idea for a movie. There was one guy who he introduced me to named Richard Bender, who claimed to have actually been at the Kumite event and who swore everything Frank told me was true. A few years later, this guy had a falling out with Frank and confessed to me that everything he told me about the Kumite was a lie and Frank had coached him on what to say. Uh, that is, that's so awesome i'm thinking there's this dude frank dukes around who is the fucking man uh, by the end of that movie when it says it's based on real events or whatever and uh he made it all up frank well it's it's all disputed this dude's so interesting he claims he won the kumite he he claims that he won the medal of honor and it was stripped by the military later uh and that he was a covert agent for the cia I don't oh, know yeah, that's all bullshit stories. Yeah, that's great because they're all stories you can't prove. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of guys like that. They, they like to tell you a story and all of them are stories you can't disprove because the army stripped it from them. The army's not going to yeah. tell you they stripped it from you. Yeah, like Randall back in the day would have been like, I fought the Kumite. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, inside thing there. But the producers... <laughs> <laughs> the producers were looking for a new martial arts star who was uh, a bit of a ladies' man, and the studio didn't want to release it. 
They were they just thought that the movie was dog shit. And um, after it was after it was made, they thought after it was dog they shit? finished it, and Van Dam personally <sighs> re-edited the movie and coaxed them into releasing it, which is probably why the movie's so homoerotic and showing his core the whole time. Because Van Dam's like, you got to show my abs as much as possible here. Yeah, and he was right, dude. He sold he America. Damn he right. did. He did 20 shitty movies after that just based on Bloodsport. Okay, tell uh, me about Van Damme's charm. I mean, he's a charming dude. I wasn't expecting it. He's He's got a sweet, angelic presence with a fighter warrior spirit. You know? He's great. I wanted to talk about, I don't know, I feel like you're on like a certain timeline of how you want to talk about certain things, but I wanted to talk about the bump on his head. <laughs> In Lion, yeah, I saw that in Universal Soldier. You told you told me about that, and then I noticed it in Universal Soldier because I, I never noticed it before. Do you know about the why he has the bump? Because I don't. Yeah, he was at Chuck Norris's house. I guess they were all drinking, and he got into like a sparring match with someone and got fucked up. And that bump on his head—I mean, it stays for years and years and years. I think it's still on him now that bump so he really Dude, fucked, his head up. fucked his world up it never went away it yeah. was just a bump it looks like you know somebody bumped their head on the you know on a piano or or i don't know exactly what you bump your head on you bump your head and you have a little goose egg yeah but like it never went away it must have been kick nor jump yeah. norris kicked him in the fucking forehead bro yeah it was it was definitely a karate dude it could have been tung po <laughs> yeah. and then the other thing i'm jumping ahead maybe but him and Steven Seagal had some beef and Steven Seagal would always talk smack. And Jean-Claude a couple of times was like, all right, bro, like, let's go. And both times Seagal fleed. He was all talk. Seagal is a dick, Seagal dude. Out. Seagal has talked so much <laughs> shit on him. Yeah. But he didn't want to fight him at the end of the day. Seagal kept saying he could kick Jean-Claude's ass. Wait, wait. Are so Jean-Claude was like, let's go. And and Seagal fleet. I believe the words fled, so. but so are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> are we sure that Seagal is the dick, or is it possible Van Damme's a dick? Because somebody kicked the shit out of his head at Chuck Norris's party. They kicked him out of Predator because he wouldn't stop doing his kickboxing moves. He was pissing everybody off. Maybe Van Damme's not very fun to be around in real life. I mean, I don't know for sure. Maybe. Oh, we but... can put this to bed right now. Van Dam is definitely not fun to be around in real life. <laughs> There's no way he's fun to be around. First of all, you definitely try what? to bang your girl. Like, just for sp- And he would, successfully. Yeah. And he definitely could. He's he so would. charming. Yeah. I just leave the room. Like, if I saw him talking I to my girl, I wouldn't him. even, like, I just leave the room and know that, like, my girl's getting banged. And like, you'd be damn, like, well, we dude. had a good run. Yeah. No, like I'd still be with her. Like I wouldn't break <laughs> up with her. Like she's cooler now. I, I'd be like, yeah, my girlfriend. Like, yeah, she cheated on me with Van Dam, and people would be like, sweet. And I'd be like, I know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I, I would know that, that there's nothing I could do about it. So I wouldn't try. That's probably a good strategy. Like, you know, the better. The, Are you talking about Van Dam back in the day back or in now? The day. Oh no, I'm talking about whenever. I'm so just talking could, about if he's around, if he's yeah, around, he it's just like it. the better man wins. And I'm not it. 
I would not cheat with Van Dam. That's now for damn sure. I wouldn't cheat Jay, ever. Listen, but if, if Van Dam wanted to bang you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to stop. I just. I, I don't want to. But thank I'm you. really fond of you. <laughs> what if he you know, won still, her by doing a quarter trick and was like, "Well, I guess she's your now, Van. Yours now." If he, if he won that way, he could bang her every which way he wants. You're right. sick. It's a joke, please. All right. It's a All right. It's no. 89. I'm not up to grabs for a quarter <laughs> trick. Dude, that reporter was. What are you better than her? Yeah. Huh? I ain't no Yo, snitch. Yo, you are better than her. She was That's a trash true, not reporter. A snitch. She's she was a shitty reporter. I'm not a you could be right better after, than her if you wanted to do it. Right after she snitched, she came with the Hong Kong cops, the FBI. To stop the Kumite, to stop Van Dam, Van Dam kicks the shit out of the Hong Kong police, yeah. and they don't come after him after that. He, kicks he the held shit out the gym bag the whole time. He held. He was like, "I'm casual. I'll fuck you up. Just I don't even need to break my stride." There were five total Hong Kong police officers. One was like the general of them or, or something, and the two FBI agents. And he kicked the shit out of Hong Kong police. And then grab the tasers from the FBI agents. And then when he goes in, the Hong Kong cops don't come after him. And the FBI agents and Sir Snitchelot come in to watch the fucking Kumite after that. They yeah. say, fuck it, we're going to watch. Well, and at then a certain like, point, they're loving be like, it the whole time. They're well, loving I, it the whole time. They're like, yeah, yeah, Frank. <laughs> But I was like, fuck you guys, man. I always got somebody to fuck them up. Aren't there bouncers at the Kumite? Everybody can fucking kill you with three moves. Like, there, there need to be bouncers there. That's a good point. Got the fucking feds there at the Kumite. It's illegal as shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, we're going to keep moving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to talk about Nowhere we to can. Run That's for a like quick eight years from now. No, but we uh, were, no nowhere to run was late Van Dam. All right, tell me about nowhere to run. I just wanted to say I thought it was a great mm. movie, and you got to see some really you good, good titties in that movie. In it. Oh, Rosanna. Yeah, what's Arquette. her name again? Yes, Rosanna Arquette. I thought she was great, and you got um, what Kieran yeah. Culkin or whatever his name, a oh, good brother. Point. So in that movie, you had two of two less famous siblings. And wait, you Same told family. me that there was a there was a boob sucking scene in that movie. It's not just you saw boobs; yes. there was boob sucking scene because they used to there do was that. Yeah, sucking, they used yeah. to do that back then more often. You don't see boob sucking scenes very often anymore in any in any movie. No, but like it's a I damn show. I remember a Seagal movie where there was some sucking some boobs. Um, there's Seagal was big on ass grabbing too. <laughs> what was he? Yeah, hard to kill. He got he oh. got all up on that ass. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciated it. I appreciated what happened in that sex scene. Yeah, they it was went. Pretty they, they went on for a while in that sex scene. Van Dam, they they did, they did that in Double Impact too. He got a sex scene. It was uh, the, that in that movie he plays two twin brothers, Chad and Alex. And Alex mm. was the badass one. I felt like I was Alex because I have a brother yeah, that's 11 months older than me. Um, but yeah, one scene, Alex gets drunk and he imagines that his prissy brother, Chad, is banging his girlfriend, which was just an excuse for them to put a sex scene into the movie. 
Um, but yeah, the, the girlfriend was pretty hot in that. All right, fine. So <laughs> I don't think that I gave you anything to say. It's like you're just like, yeah, I haven't seen that movie. All right. 89, he was in he was in Cyborg and Kickboxer. As I said before, I think we established Cyborg sucked. He had the option of doing yeah. Delta Force 2 or American Ninja 3 after Bloodsport was that big hit. And he went with Cyborg. Mm. And uh it's 82 Ooh. minutes. It feels a lot longer. And um, and this is the opening scene of the movie, which I think kind of just tells you everything you need to know. First, there was the collapse of civilization. Anarchy. Genocide. Starvation. Then when it seemed things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague. The living death quickly closing its fist over the entire planet. And then we heard the rumors that the last scientists were working on a cure that would end the plague and restore the world. Restore it? Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world! Ugh. Um, what a tool. <laughs> you know, it's funny, guys. Uh, I kind of want to watch the movie now. I'm not going to lie to you. That's the best part of the movie. That's, That's the good part? That opening. Everything goes way downhill after that. The lady cyborg was... was <laughs> She would take off her hair and then the like to show you she was a cyborg. And it was the most budget-ass thing that you've ever yeah. seen in any movie all right we don't need to dwell on it. she went from being a real human to like the most fucked up robot just from her taking off the wig it was ridiculous but awesome kind of the too. gang was going around <laughs> chopping people's heads off and setting people on fire oh shit is that what they do Disgusting. oh yeah Disgusting. See, damn bad guys are no joke like there's some sick fucks yeah if you're in a van damme movie you're gonna see some sick shit Speaking yeah, of which, Kickboxer. Van Damme, he starred in it. He created the story. He was the fight director, choreographer. Uh, this one also made like $50 million on a $2.7 million budget. By the way, adjusted for inflation, these are movies that made over $100 million if they came out today. And uh, his brother Eric seemed pretty cool. His, the, the story was his brother Eric was this kickboxing champion, and he wanted to book a... He he wanted to fight in Thailand because he heard that's where kick-ass fighters were, and mm. uh, and it, then they they're in Thailand. They're on this little boat going through, you know the uh, you know the, the water, and they're they're seeing the the naked boys dry, jumping off <laughs> docks in the water, and Van Damme's <laughs> taking pictures. And naked little boys are like, dude, stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, I fucking forgot all about that. That is the best. He's so happy oh, to be wow. there and just looking around, oh. and then he sees the naked boys and he picks up the camera and like, dude, no, oh, this is not the time to pick up the camera, man. Damn. Oh my god, he's definitely from Belgium. <laughs> With some really good. Fuck. 
tongue poe beat the bullshit out of that guy he wow. sure did yeah wow he really shouldn't have fought he wasn't ready he at one point no. during the fight he held eric and then delivered like 20 jumping knees to his midsection right in a row like there's mm. nobody survives that from a professional fighter mm. Yeah, and once again, the meanest bad guys in the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Like, no mercy. Well, that dude also rapes his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, they take it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah, my Lee. And he tells, he tells Jean-Claude during the fight, he said something like, I'm going to make you bleed like your girlfriend did or something disgusting. It was, it was even sicker than that. Oh God! What did he say? He said, "You bleed like my Lee, my Lee, good fuck." <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> good Lord! Oh my! God. A real nightmare. Yeah. And she was adorable too. I liked my Lee. She was. He found a He's nice cute. girl from a little weird village that he somehow found. Uh huh. Um, what kind of village was that exactly? Like they had hips. It was a Thai village. Very a authentic Thai village? movie. Yeah. You know, they I mean, did they really have those then? I have they... no idea. Van Damme goes to the bar in the little Thai village and puts on some cheesy American music. Like, first of all, if they had a jukebox, they wouldn't have that song. All right. No Thai dudes would be like, I gotta jam out to that. And uh and Van Damme gets drunk and dances around and picks up like the women to dance with them and start doing splits. Love Do we it. think Van Damme ever actually drank movies. back then? Uh, see, I feel like he he made that scene up. Like he was the one who wanted to do that scene. And so like, I feel like he does do that at a bar. Like he does exactly that at a bar in real life. That's what I think. Yeah. He does those exact dance moves. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I enjoyed that scene so much. It was so corny and cheesy, but I liked it. Like, cause he's not really a good dancer, but he's also a really good dancer. It's like, if you can manage being a terrible dancer and an amazing dancer all at once. Yeah, that's, that's it. true. And his, 100%. Outfit, his outfit, like he has these like buckles on his tank top. I'm like, you are slaying it. Jean-Claude. The buckles on the, on the suspenders or, or on top of the, the, the tank top is like, yeah, you're getting your ass kicked dressing like that. But he will kick your ass. It'll bring a fight upon him and then he'll deliver the uh, fire or whatever a better phrase would be. Well, I feel like a lot of what Van Damme did was just setting people up to think that he was a pussy. Cause he, when he went into the dojo, yeah. he wanted to train, which I don't know how his brain works. So his brother gets paralyzed by Tung Po. It was the most vicious beating in movie history and even Ooh. kind of a throwback to Rocky four. It was like Rocky four when he didn't want his brother to fight. And then it was like Rocky four when he's holding the towel, thinking about it. But unlike Rocky's dopey ass. He threw the towel. Tung Po just kicked the towel back at him and then dropped the elbow, paralyzed the brother. Um, and paralyzed. Then, and then Kurt jumps into the ring. Tung Po kicks Kurt's ass right out of the ring. 
Yeah, it was, and then he's like, "I'm gonna have to fight that guy." It's like, that's like deciding to fight a bear that hurts someone. Like, no, just go away. Just let it be. My pussy, yeah. or or is that true? Um, you're kind of sounding a little bit like a pussy right now. Damn it! I think you have to get badass enough. You have to decide. I'm gonna get badass enough to get that guy who paralyzed my brother or become paralyzed and get the same kind of wheelchair my brother has. Basically, oh, that's your, that's the, if you want to keep your balls and your manhood, you have to do what Van Damme did. Kate, did you like the brother? Did or you like you, Eric's no, no. A lot of people would just have, have shot. A lot of people would have just come with a gun to shoot Tong Po. That would have been such a mistake because you didn't know yet that Tong Po was like mobbed up. Yeah, in, in Thailand, like he's not yeah. just a dude that is really good at fighting. Like he's got a whole network of these Thai mobsters behind him. Which, yeah, one of the least realistic things about the movie is at the end of the movie when Kurt beats him, all the Thai people are like, "Hey, good job! Yeah, good luck now!" Like they would have never <laughs> let him out of there. We obviously have to talk about the the gloves dipped in glass, right? Like, well, the gloves dipped in the, so so it's like he it's the ancient way. They the they wrap their hands in hemp rope and then they uh, they coat Dip them. Tar, I think so. <laughs> And then broken glass, and then Tung Po fucking licks it. Yeah. What a psycho. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, he's my fucking hero. You know, when Van Damme found out that he was mobbed up, is when they abducted and raped his girlfriend. And then he was like, oh, they're in the mob. These are right. like real bad guys. And they did the um, same thing I've to his brother when they abducted him. <laughs> They didn't say it, but it was a the brother. The brother never tells, but it's just a sad look on his face afterwards <laughs> while, he's, while he's inching around in his wheelchair that he got raped too. Uh. His brother's hair was really upsetting. Like, I feel like he also had all that come into him because of that really greasy Jerry Curl look he was trying to pull oh. off. Like, yeah, you should get fucked up with hair like that. You, sh you, you should get fucking raped with hair like that. I agree completely. With Kate. I don't know about you, John. Uh, I don't know if I agree. Awesome. So, Eric, Eric, you knew that he was getting better in the hospital. They're like, we need to keep him in the hospital for like three months. Like this dude is in bad shape. They kept him there forever. And uh, and at some point, Kurt is visiting him in the hospital, and Eric pinches the nurse's ass, and that was to show us that like he's himself again. <laughs> he what a fucking, what a that is awesome, dude. Just to, I think it also showed why Jean Claude's character was the hero and that Eric wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mm -hmm. think it's supposed to show like strength of character for Jean Claude, yes. and like Eric once again had it coming. Like he's if you're just pinching nurses' asses, you've got some karma coming for you. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like you get away with that if you're like a really old guy at the VA hospital. Like you're too old, like you're past your prime. But like if you're still like a greasy 29 year old and you're just grabbing ass, that that's no good. You deserve to be in a wheelchair. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Oh my God. Kate, you are one tough cookie. (laughs) For the, for the training, do you think it sucked more when they gave him, he got the pulley treatment again to make him flexible, to give him the split. Uh, mm-hmm. He also had to kick a palm tree again and again and again. <laughs> I don't think that your bones are meant for that. You can't just toughen up your bones. You're like, your shin. <laughs> That's really fucking stupid. And when they dropped the like coconut stuff on his stomach and stuff. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it would have been badass if they dropped the coconuts on his balls. And they're just like, you have to get badass enough that you just take. And then when he takes the balls hits in the fight, like it's no no deal. Like he's balls of steel after that. Yeah. I thought that would have been fucking amazing. Like because they're <laughs> always they trying to find kickboxer balls of steel. <laughs> that's, so that's the sequel. That's what they do in the sequel. Uh, like he's so much tougher and the guy the guy with balls is still fucks Van Damme up like first day because he didn't do Van Damme didn't do that training we are going to toughen up your balls if you want to get in the ring with Tung Po (laughs) they're like bro if you think your tender American balls are going to take Tung Po's beating you got another thing coming (laughs) lay down coconuts at the the end of the movie it says Tung Po as himself like you imagine your character is a murderer and a rapist. What are we going to yeah. name him? We're going to name him C.G. Erickson. <laughs> uh, that is so awesome. They're like, you know what? You're perfect for this movie. You won't even have to act. He was just like, I can be Tom Bo. Like, I, you know, I do murders and rapes. You're like, That's exactly yourself. what the movie is. <laughs> By the way, his name, his name is not really Tung Po. His name is Michael Kesey, and he's good friends with Van Damme. He was in Lionheart also. He's Moroccan. Mm-hmm. He's not Thai. He's one of the guys from like the French Legion who's chasing Van Damme in the next movie. They made him look Thai, but he's not Thai whatsoever. So I thought that was yeah, interesting. Yeah, the old, the old bald head with just a ponytail in the back. You can't go wrong. You're looking, you're looking Asian. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if somebody did that to me, I want one of those and I want a Tong Po thong and I want to run around the streets seeing who wants to fight me. And streets I want to put it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, no, American streets. And <laughs> I just want to maybe the streets of like Baltimore. And just run around. <laughs> run around with the with the thong and with the hair. The thong, bald head with a pro, po, with long ponytail in the back. And then asking people if they want to fight. And just like being friendly. No, actually being friendly about asking that they want to fight. Like, does anyone in this neighborhood want to fight? Like, it's on YouTube. I'm kind of a famous fighter. Would you like to do this? And then, and I'm not I, that good. Like, I, I might get fucked up a few times, but just, it would be worth having the video. I want to have I'd click it. I'd watch that video. I'd be like, watch my friend Siege get his ass kicked for just some like Tuck Po. In, in Baltimore. They <laughs> really fucked his shit up good. Eric Sloan, played by Dennis Alexio. Uh, he was an actual heavyweight kickboxing champion. So that dude was legit. And uh, also there was an eagle that was following. You know what? In the movie. You guys, I think, I think back then, Dudes were grabbing a lot more asses. Like that was a thing that wasn't so frowned upon that back then. Bingo. Like you grabbed an ass and you weren't in that much trouble. Like if it was a girl, if you were kind of a good looking dude, 
and you grabbed an ass, she might like wink at you. Back uh, then, like it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like complete sexual assault like it is these days. Like you're going straight to the slammer. But we finally, you know, stood up for it. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with awesome. Kate. I think it was always happening. <laughs> it shouldn't have always been happening, but wow. I think it really like forced to a lot of know? guys like, oh yeah, this is always an option. I can just grab her ass and see where it goes. And, you know, 95% plus of women are going to be like, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh. it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it was. It's just like, it was just like a failed attempt. Yeah. Like, damn yeah. it, dude. I don't think she likes me. But it is assault. It wasn't yeah. like you're going straight to the slammer like it is today. <laughs> right. It should have been. <laughs> it should have been. It's assault. I don't uh, know. I mean, it was in the, it was like it was a softer it was a softer time back then. People weren't so touchy. No. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris tried oh. to buy the film rights and the producer stood strong. They wanted Van Damme. So Chuck Norris probably that's probably why he kicked Van Damme right in the head and gave him that egg on his head. Kicked the shit out of his head. <laughs> uh, so more intimidating to you, Tung Po kicking the column early in the movie, or when he licked the broken glass off of his glove? The broken glass, because that's that's just like a certain kind of psychotic. Yeah. Um that you're like, oh, this dude, he'll fucking eat your intestines. You know what I mean? Like, both are crazy things to do. But when he did that with the glass <laughs> on his tongue, I was like, this is the biggest freak ever. Like, he's into S&M. When he's not raping, he's into S&M. At that point, we already knew that he was a rapist who intentionally is paralyzing people and maybe murdering people. And then he licks the glass. It's like, I don't think I like him. This guy is a real piece uh, of shit. He already hated him. I, I really admired his physical pro- prowess before that, but it's like, I'm not, this guy's starting to get to me. He's using his power for bad now. <laughs> but I thought the part where he's kicking down the column is like, you need like a bulldozer for that. Like, this is like me fighting a bulldozer. Yeah. And so I thought to me, that was like, you don't fuck with Tom Buck. his brother didn't want to hear it. Kurt's trying to tell him what he just saw him do. He's like, I don't care. It's like, maybe you should just listen. Just listen for a second, maybe. It's like, give your brother three seconds to tell you what the sick fuck that you're fighting is up to. Yeah, there was a cement column. I mean, the the last time somebody fucked up a cement column was like Agent Smith in the Matrix. Like, you don't do it in the regular world. Yeah. No, that's major so, shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lionheart came out in January of 1990. And uh, this was another story by Van Damme. And in the very opening scene of the movie, they set his brother on fire. Yeah. First scene. They meant business. Yeah. They weren't fucking around. And, uh, and then Van Damme, Leon Gutier, he's like a French convict. He's serving his sentence in uh, Djibouti, North Africa, and he broke out. Um, he fucked up Tung Po to break out, but he wasn't Tung Po. He was just a, a French guy in this movie. Fucking just a French mm-hmm. guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, just some, not, some French Not one. the same. 
Not the fucking same. <laughs> yeah, and he decides because he he had to break out to go see his brother, and uh, he ends up he makes it to New York, and uh, and he finds himself in underground fighting rings. He's just trying to make a pay phone call into the hospital, and he's looking. And he's like, "What's going on over there?" And it's just a, a couple of guys fighting that have no idea how to fight. And then he says, oh, I'd like to go next. And then this Jack dude comes out of nowhere and he also doesn't know how to fight. So Van Damme <laughs> kicks his ass. But we also met uh, Joshua who really shines in this movie. He's the, uh, the fight promoter that kind of ran the underground fighting thing. And he was my favorite dude Maybe in any Van Damme movie ever. Mm. This is after the first fight. for shit i like that guy oh, i love him that guy's amazing so he's got he gets wrapped up in the world of underground fighting rings so in this world rich people because after that first bullshit one josh was like no, no no we're gonna take you to the classy underground fighting rings where rich people go and they bring their luxury cars and you know, and, and they're fancy dolled up women that are wearing like big jewelry and shit. Do we think this is real? Because I'd like for it to be. It might be. Like, all right. So we're it's saying like there's been. an underground fight club and there's like attractive woman, women that go to it. Like classy, classy people go and watch it. The first mm-hmm. fight that he goes to, the first classy fight he goes to, there's a rich woman dressed in like, she's central casting rich woman. She's just dressed up fancy, all the jewelry, everything. And somebody gets punched and blood lands on her chest. And she wipes the blood off of her titty and licks it while she's eye fucking Van Dam. I'm like, who is this bitch? <laughs> oh my crazy. god, nasty! Yeah, well, she would have got me right there if I was Van Damme. <laughs> I would have been like, introduce me to her. Yeah, right. that was really good. Thanks. That was uh, I kind of been working on my Van Damme accent. Oh, it was good. I'm Not glad you came prepared. Thanks, man. So, do we think it's real or no? That I lady in do. particular. No, the whole. Th- <laughs> <laughs> that lady is definitely real. She's based on a real character. I feel like in Manhattan, there are so many like secret buildings and societies and all sorts of stuff. And there's so much crazy money that if like Epstein had a secret sex child trafficking ring, why could there not be a secret fighting club? You know, I think it's, I think that could total, I'm not saying for sure, but I think it could totally be true. I think there's probably I'm signing CG up for it. <laughs> Dude, CG will kill somebody. I think that 
there could there are definitely underground fighting rings, but his final fight against Attila is for twelve million dollars. What kind of bullshit is that? That's cr- like p- if people have that much money, they're going to prize fights. They're watching, mm-hmm. and at this point, they're they're going to watch MMA or boxing. I don't know that they're just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. a sketchy Frenchman who's being chased by the law, huh? I'll put or, up a- and everyone <laughs> bids or bets against him. All of them. Yeah. And Jean-Claude, there's a, there, I forget the exact quote, but he's like, you, you were wrong or you did, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, you should have believed in me. And it was like, beautiful. Joshua was hedging his bets. I didn't blame him. And also he knew, Bad friend. he knew, no, he was a good friend. And he knew that Leon had like a broken rib. And he, he even said, how are you going to beat him when you're all fucked up? Mm. It's a valid question. Mm. It is. Yeah. And so do these never, things exist? I think if they, I think if they existed at some point we'd see some YouTube videos of them. But mm. there are plenty of YouTube videos of fightings. I mean, are Since there like ladies, too long. <laughs> Are there ladies? No, are there ladies no. in fur coats in the audience and people holding up money? In their no. hands. No, it's it's That's what I'm saying. It, it's not it's not affluent people watching them fight. <laughs> Very not. Very much. Yeah, not like affluent. it's the same people who go to cockfights. Yeah. Well Cynthia And the people who go to cockfights will stab a rich woman if she goes to the cockfight and take her fur fur coat. Definitely. It's like not a place an actual affluent person can go to. Without no. getting stabbed. The main fight at the end when he's fighting Attila, uh, there are old ladies in fur coats in the front row. I'm like, what? <laughs> These <laughs> ladies look like they'd hang out with my mom. They're not going to this fight. That's awesome. Yeah. They're like they found some old Jewish women that were like hanging out at that lot. <laughs> like, do you want to be an extra in a movie? Like, oh, sure. And they're probably in there like, really this? Yeah. Yeah. But there were cool fights in that movie. They had one in a racquetball court. They had one in an, uh, an emptied out pool, um, which is that one. Was, Not fully emptied what's out. What's that? There was partially, water. Yeah. Well, that one started out, everybody around the pool is wearing bikinis. And mm. then the fight starts. And then all of a sudden, 90% of the people surrounding the pool are wearing business suits. It's like, what happened to all the chicks in bikinis? That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. They did, they did a switcheroo on us. That one where he fought a Scottish dude that was wearing a kilt, but they didn't have him speak. So he probably couldn't do a Scottish accent. Mm. He wasn't real Scottish. He was Scottish like Tom Poe was Thai. <laughs> right. Son of a bitch. Uh-huh. No, I will. I will also add Attila was a particularly shitty bad guy for him to fight at the end, but also amazing that he was sent in on a private jet with these models, these like sea level models. Like, what? Who is this guy? Why? Are but OK, were they, they were sea models. Were they in bikinis and stuff or were they? No, this is not the bikini part. This isn't the bikini part is, is around the pool. Gotcha. Yeah. But that part was pretty cool. And then after the fight, he shows up all bloody to, uh, to say goodbye to his niece. Cause the niece hasn't been traumatized enough. 
but then they let him stay with it. It was really, it was really sweet. All right. Let's, let's move on and talk. Double impact was a big hit, but I don't think that you guys saw it, but just know. I saw it, it back in the day. Yeah. And he fought Bolo Young again in that. And, um, and it did well. Fine. Universal Soldier came out in July 92. It opened number two behind a league of their own. And I guess like the first question I have with this is why wasn't Dolph Lundgren nominated for an Oscar for this movie? (laughs) He's incredible. Listen, he is awesome. Like he's really cool looking dude. And he's like really badass. But his lines are like ridiculous. And him faking an English accent is ridiculous. I can't do it. Couple, you have a hard on for Dolph. I do. He's a Fulbright yeah. scholar. He had a master's degree in chemical engineering. What? And he was a karate champion. And in this movie, he's believable as shit. Right off the bat, it's Vietnam 1969, and he's lost it. He snapped. And then you see him and he's got a necklace of ears. You're like, holy shit. And then he and uh and Luke Van Dam, they kill each other and then they're frozen and then they're kept to be universal soldiers. They're kept to be these secret cyborg-like soldiers. And then of course Van, uh, you know, they both kind of snap a little bit. It seems like they did a really bad job of setting them up to be soldiers because, like, neither one of them stuck. But he's Sergeant Andrew Scott, and he thinks that he's back in Vietnam. And he has this crazy ass scene in the grocery store where he's, as you said, his dialogue is crazy, but he sells the shit out of it. God. Dropping like flies. What the hell are you staring at? Do you have any idea what it's like out there? Do you? When I'm fighting this thing, man, I'm kick ass. Well, kiss ass. And I'm busting heads. It's the only way to win this fucking war. These shitheads. These yellow traitoring motherfuckers. They're everywhere. And I, Sergeant Andrew Scott of the U.S. Army, I'm gonna teach him all. Hey, freeze! See? They're everywhere. I believe everywhere he says. I think he thinks he's a numb. He looks like a psychotic Ken doll. Because he's got like really perfect features and like that blonde. You know what I mean? He's got this like very typical like crazy jawline, but just completely psychotic. 
Um, He's super Aryan. You think that's why he wasn't a bigger star? Because I think that he went into this movie being like, I'm going to act circles around Van Damme because he stole my career and I'm supposed to be this huge action star after Rocky four. And it kind of only like half happened. And you think he just was out on a mission to show how good he was. Cause he's so much better than Van Damme in this movie. Oh, I think he's a horrible actor. I, I don't know where you're, what you're saying at all, but um, yeah, I think, I think he was, his performance was absolutely ridiculous. And that's why he's not a, a better actor. I, that's why he wasn't in more movies. Because it was like it was so far fetched, ridiculous. How, how you know how he was acting? I couldn't. Uh, I don't know, man. He's so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does he keep saying? His lines no. at the, near the end of the movie are ridiculous. Where he's like throwing grenades. Like he has so many grenades to throw. I love it. And Ooh. each time he throws one, he's like, "Oopsie!" Or he's like, <laughs> "Here it comes." Or he's like, he said something so ridiculous each time. He's like, watch that, watch that last one. You know, he's, he's saying oh shit God. like that. I'm like, I don't know if I can fucking watch this anymore. He's like in in the monster truck behind the fucking prison bus, throwing 10, 10 different grenades, and the girls rush him to keep throwing them off of the bus before they explode. And each time he throws one, he says something different. Oh and yeah, yeah. he's ridiculous. having a lot of fun in that. He's scene. like howdy doody time, and then he throws another one. It's it's so fucking ass out of control. Yeah, Kate, who's hotter, <laughs> uh, Dolph or uh, or Van Dam? Um, Van Dam because of his angelic quality. Um, if if it weren't for that, because I believe a person's soul does come through their vessel. And I like Van Damme's soul as well. Whereas Dolph's, Dolph's a very good looking dude, but, and maybe it's just from the parts he's playing, but that psychotic energy reminds me of like American Psycho. Um, And no one, yeah, I just feel like he would do some weird shit in bed. I definitely would. And you're supposed to (laughs) like him when he's that good looking. Jesus. No, I dated a good-looking dude who did weird shit, and it was the scariest. Like, it's not okay. Like, it doesn't matter how good-looking, how successful. If you're scary in bed like that, no. Um, That's like Ted Bundy vibes. You know, yes. wait, did we talk about the part where Van Damme walks out, walks out naked into the parking lot? Because I can't get mm-hmm. it out of my fucking head. His butt cheeks, it looks like they put like honey butter all over his butt <laughs> cheeks. They're glistening to perfection. It's just like, it's out of control when they show that fucking part. I'm like, why is he so sweaty? Why? <sighs> Kate, where, so does, where does he rank amongst the best man asses you've ever seen? Me or CG? <laughs> I want to from both of you. I, I mean, know you were really psyched. It's the top ever. It's the top. It's the best in the universe there ever was. Ass. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Asking because we're all thinking the same thing. That guy's got an incredible ass. When I saw it, I was yeah, like, oh yeah. man, come on. Like some gay stuff. <laughs> and then like, I was like still glued to it. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I can't stop looking at that. 
What did they put did all over his ass to make it shine like that? I couldn't, yeah. I, and I can't get it out of my fucking head. It's burned into my brain now. Wow. It's a very pro steroid movie too, because because <laughs> Andrew Scott, the bad guy, he keeps juicing himself up with more steroids, and then oh. when he goes and finds Luke's family, Van Damme's family, he ties up his parents. And then he starts whooping Van Damme's ass in front of them, which like, you never want to get your ass kicked in front of your parents. Like that's right. not cool. But then Van Damme gets his hands on some steroids and then immediately is ready to kick ass. There's not even yeah. like a 30 second gestation period. And I think like a lot of kids even playing field. Yeah, it's like, oh, even the playing this. field right away. It's like, mm-hmm. how are you going to compete with this guy who beats you all the time? Obviously, performance enhancers. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? That was the moral of the of the entire movie. So basically, like, whoever can get their hands on the most HGH is going to win the fight. Do you want to get killed in front of your parents? No. Do you what? want that reporter to get killed? Yeah, kind of. A hot but- reporter that smokes six? She wasn't <laughs> smart. She... When they escape together and he was bleeding, he takes the cigarette lighter and singes his chest with it. And then a few minutes later, she, he's running through walls to escape guys that are coming after him. And then she's shocked when he's a cyborg or something. It's like, well, he's clearly not a normal person. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that movie's made me want to get some B12 shots, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you'd be feeling better I'm if like- you did that. There has to be a way to be a more optional, optimal human, not optional, optimal. Yeah, I want to get my hands on some of those like muscle enhancers that Dolph had, you know, because if I could drop sick lines like he does while also being ripped like that, like, Geronimo, baby, or whatever. He's, yes, he's they were just like that. Exactly uh-huh. like what you just said. And maybe not exactly, but that was like, that was it. Yeah, I was into that. Uh, all right. Do you think anybody's ever actually fought with the broken glass gloves in real life? People emulate movies. Yeah, some fucking dumbasses, for sure. Um, 100%. Yeah, I think it, it had to have happened. Yeah, like in college. I don't think it, I don't think it works very well. I don't think the glass sticks to it like that. Right. And they I think they had used- to use some real movie magic to make that work. If you notice in the movie, they weren't necessarily even trying to punch each other. It was like, well, what was the point of that if you're not even going to try to punch them? <laughs> there was a bit of that in Lionheart, too, when he fought Attila, who sucked. He was just a Ophi guy. It was like he was getting his ass kicked. And then 90% of the way through the fight, Van Damme was like, oh, right, I know karate. And then he started kicking him. It's like, right, it's way easier to win if I use karate. Um, who was your favorite bad guy? Hmm. Um, so Chung Li, Tung Po, Sergeant Andrew Scott, Attila. Should we limit it to those? Yeah. Yeah. Tung Po, in terms of being the most savage, I think. And that pony hairstyle thing is just so iconic. You know, like, uh, so I'm going to go with Tong Po. Then second would be Dolph. Um, I think I got to go with Chong Lee, man. Um, Chong Lee was like, he was easy to hate, man. Chong Lee, when he stomped out 
when when Frank, no, no, not Frank. Frank's friend. Who's Ogre? What's Ogre's Ray. name again? Ray. When Ray's on the floor and Van Dam's like, no. And then Tong Po stomps his head into the floor and makes that face like, Rah. um, that John, like when he, he makes just, that crazy face, you're like, you can't even like, yeah, hate him, but you can't even be, he can't help it. He's just crazy. <laughs> you can't have a dude that big be that crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's mentally ill, man. I just, uh, I was feeling him and I feel how he like bounces his titties at people. And he's like, I, I'm not just gonna, you know, hurt you. I'm going to destroy you and and crush your whole lungs and everything like that. I, I dig that about him. Yeah, no, I agree. Chong Lee's the best, followed by Van Dam. Followed by, I'm sorry, followed by Dolph Lundgren, who yeah, because but- Dolph is close. Dolph is close second. I, I am digging him by the end of the movie, man. When he's just kicking the shit, like he don't care, and like he's really cool looking. Dolph Lundgren's really cool looking. Would it have been cooler if Dolph starred in all of these movies instead of Van Damme? Because I was got through Universal no. Soldier. I was like, maybe it should have just been Dolph this whole time. No. Yeah. I think that he should have had parts like that and would have been fucking awesome. He should have been a hero. He was a bad guy in all the movies, in all those movies he's in. And then they made him a bad guy still in The Expendables, I think, right? Like I didn't, I didn't see Expendables. But they had him, they so had him juiced up in every movie. Off. What's that? I take, I take back what I said about Dolph. I'd have to meet him as a person before I can say, because I'm like so anti him, but that's because he's such a good actor that I've learned to hate him in Rocky and then in Universal Soldier. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he would have been a great My lead. theory is he was, he was obviously Ivan Drago and Rocky four at the height of the cold war and American audiences were like, there's nothing I hate more than a Russian, a Russian that killed Apollo Creed. Fuck that guy. And then it's right. like, we can't have him star in movies now. Like, sorry, he's, he's just the bad guy. Yeah. It ruined everything for him. He could be an awesome leading man or hero. And you guys are actually starting to convince me that he's a good actor. I don't know how. I was completely convinced the other way. But you guys are both on board. I'm insisting. Oh, my God. Kate, no, Kate's saying it, too. Would it have been cooler if Van Damme was the villain? This whole time, Van Damme should have been an awesome villain against Sylvester Stallone in, in one of those, like, one of those action movies. At least in the ones I saw of Jean-Claude, because I think he is a bad guy in later, some later movies. Like when I was looking through, he does play a bad guy in other later ones. But I think he's got such a, a sweet quality to him. It's why I actually enjoyed watching the movies that I think he was meant to be the good guy because he captured that essence. Like you were rooting for him. Um I have yet to see him play a bad guy. I know it's out there, so maybe he's a good bad guy, but I don't want to see Jean-Claude as a bad guy. It would hurt my heart. I think that he is too much of a pussy. Like, in his, in the, in like, because he's not at all a pussy, obviously, because he can fight, he can kick the shit out of you. He's like, he's built like, like a, a brick shit house or something, right? But, yep. I guess you say that about women usually. I guess I'm sounding pretty uh, damn soft, too. I guess. But anyway, he is. Yeah. And the guy who you think like, has the best ass ever. Yeah. Best <laughs> ass hands down in the universe. Anyway, 
So basically, basically he's too nice. Like he's too like if you take yeah. that dance scene from from Kickboxer where he's dancing in the bar and you watch that, he can't be a bad guy ever. A bad yeah. guy has to be kind of cool and mean. Well, yeah. And he's well, not, the, he's not. The scenes he's where he gets the scenes where he gets laughed at are some of my favorite scenes. Like in Kickboxer, when he decides he wants to train at a dojo, he walks into a dojo. He's wearing one of his silk shirts, you know, like button-up silk shirt. He's like, I want to train to fight Tung Po. And everyone starts cracking up. It's little kids. They're dying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'd laugh at that dude too in that shirt. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. I but, love that they have little kids laugh at him too. That's great. Yeah. No, I've said this before, but like kids in general are shitty actors. But then whenever you have a kid character do something mean, they turn into a good actor because they're good at being mean. Like it comes really naturally. Uh, <laughs> it's they're just such little punks. Great. Uh, and also the scene in Universal Soldier when he's at the diner and he has like five meals. He has like five entrees. And then the cook comes out and asks him if he has money. And since his brain doesn't work anymore, he doesn't even understand <laughs> What he's the like, what's is. money? Why did they take his whole brain? I don't understand how he still functions. <laughs> then they the took the parts of his brain that just like a chimpanzee doesn't have. They took those parts out. <laughs> what did they do? Why would you do that? It's a, it's a soldier. He needs to fucking be able to think a little bit. You can't just fucking take out all the parts. Just leave the ones that just a chim chimpanzee has. You can't do that. Well, the cook is like a 55-year-old chubby guy. He's like, oh, kick your ass. And then Van Damme goes, I don't want to hurt you. And everyone in the restaurant starts cracking up at Van Damme. I'm like, it's plain to the eye that he could beat this cook's ass. Why are they laughing at him? No, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. He's not wearing a sleeveless shirt or anything. He was. He, was he? Of course. All right, yeah, that guy's fucked in. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Van Damme's not big though. That dude was like a big person. That dude was like yeah. an offensive lineman. So like, he should have been able to beat Van Damme if Van Damme doesn't know like every jump, spin, kick in the you know in the book. True. All right. Well, I think that we basically covered it. I would have laughed at him too, and I would have been one of the goons that came at him and tried to break a bottle on his head and stuff like that. I would have been one of those guys. That's yeah. me in life. You know what I mean? You're <laughs> bored to be that guy. Like, yeah, so like, you know, like, yeah, I get her. I get fucked up, but I'm still like, yeah, let's get that fucking dick. You know, and I'm going to run yeah. over there and try to hit him with a bop. Yeah. I feel like you would have been one of the universal soldiers whose brain didn't malfunction. You know, you would have just stayed frozen and stayed on task. And then when he rigged yeah. the gas station to explode, you would have just gotten blown up like with the other universal soldiers that didn't realize that they were lured into a trap. Is that when Debo got blown up? Yeah, Tiny Lister. By the way, Tiny Is Debo died yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You, you gave me that. Oh, my God. Rest his yeah. soul. He was uh, in Universal Soldier. No speaking parts, I noticed. Because no when speaking. I was watching him, I was like, oh, shit, Debo. And like, I was like, oh, shit, this is a movie before Friday. Or before any of that other stuff ever came out. So like, so. It was after yeah, No Holds I, Barred. It was after he was Zeus and No Holds Barred. Was it? Yeah. 
But that they, movie was my shit. That movie was but trash, way. but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It might have been. Every yeah. Hulk Hogan movie was ridiculous, but I was a Hulkamaniac, and so it was all good. R.I.P. Tiny Lister. R.I.P., bro. Gone but not forgotten. Seed, you want to promote anything? Just this podcast. It's awesome. Fuck yeah, peaks. Kate? You guys can find my podcast, Invasion of Privacy, on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and Instagram at the Kate Wolf 2Fs. Her her podcast is great. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's not a joke. Not to be fucked with. Not to be fucked with. Like JC. Like, listen to it. Listen Listen to to it for real. And tell a friend about her (laughs) podcast and about Peaks. Thank you for listening. We love you. Love you, folks. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records. (laughs) 